I got people coming from Greenspoint, A-Leaf. They don't have to come to me. They choose to. I am one of the most brutally honest people you're going to find. <laughs> I hate to tell you that. And that's what's getting me into a lot of trouble, you know, telling them, hey, no, this is what you need. This is what you don't need, you know, and I prove it. I actually prove it to people. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. Oh yeah, welcome back to another episode of Small Business Origins. You're tuned in to our nationwide search for entrepreneurs that have a story to tell. And joining us in the studio is an entrepreneur that wants to do just that. We've got David with Dynamic Motors Auto Repair. David, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure, of course. So we start off every single episode with an icebreaker question. Today is kind of an interactive icebreaker question, and even our listeners and viewers can kind of, you know, take part in this one too. pull out your phone for me and go like you're going to send a text message and look at your emojis. You know what emojis are, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, I <laughs> yes. don't know, man. Some some people use this stuff. Some people don't. Yeah. We want to know on your emojis what your most frequently used emoji is. It would be the, wait a minute, let me double check. I've got the laughing, like cry laughing emoji on mine. That's the one I have. And I mean, it makes perfect sense. I'll tell you, dude, all we do is cut up and laugh and joke among like my friends, my family, my Uh wife. That's all we do. So that's not a surprise to me at all. The cry laughing emoji for me. Yeah, it would be actually (laughs) the smiling. That's it. I'm I'm very limited on what I do and say. Normally, I usually call. I'm old fashioned. I okay, usually call so I wasn't too there. far off. You're yeah. you're not really a texter then. Correct. Okay, man. <laughs> I I think a lot of things can be handled through text. So I like uh, to do it. I like to hear somebody's voice. I like to hear the yes, no, maybe. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people like that. Yeah. You know, we have our customers that don't like receiving texts. That's true. They'd and, rather get a phone call. And you're not wrong too. <laughs> like some things have to be handled through. A phone call. Like bad it's just, news. it takes too much. Yeah. The bad news, the good news, the everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I, I'm with you there. I guess, honestly, I used to be a licensed to carry instructor and we talked about it in communication a lot, how mm-hmm. much of our communication comes from nonverbal cues. And it's like a phone conversation's already limiting your nonverbal cues because, you know, really all you can hear is that tone and inflection, but you can't see the person. Correct. And then it's like when you go to text, you don't hear their tone. You don't see any of their body language. Like you have nothing to tell you what they mean, except however you read that text message. And you could be on a bad day. <sighs> Man. You could have that one bad day and they may say, hello, how are you doing? And it goes off south <laughs> yeah. real quick. It can create <laughs> like, some well, really bad stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm finding in business that there's definitely a problem with text messaging business stuff because it's just it leads it leaves too much on the table to be misinterpreted and create some problems. So, yeah, yeah. no, I'm with you on that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, before we hop into it, y'all know that I always have to talk about any sponsors we have on our show, any advertisers we have on our show. 
And what better to talk about than Beefy Marketing? You know, they're the title sponsor, kind of, because they're the ones who make all this thing happen. You know, we're in a Beefy Marketing studio right now. Without them, this show just simply wouldn't happen. And Beefy Marketing has been in business going on 10 years. They're a full-service digital marketing company. They've got an awesome social media team that works hard to provide a level of service that exceeds your needs, but is flexible enough to fit your budget. So whether you're looking, you know, for social media marketing, that will give you expert advice and training through the social media playbook, or you're looking for that full service turnkey experience where you don't have to do anything. Beefy marketing can handle it from celebrities to franchises, small businesses to large corporations. They've got you covered. Social media is an ever changing environment and the beefy team is happy to keep up with the trends so that you don't have to wherever you're at in your social media story. Beefy marketing is here to help you tell it all. But we're here to talk about David. We're here to talk about your company, Dynamic Motors Auto Repair. Where'd you come from? You know, before you got into running a successful small business, what's your personal story? That's what we want to hear oh, today man, is yeah. just all about you. Pretty long. Well, <laughs> well, born and raised in Houston. Moved around a lot when I was young. Finally ended up in A-Leaf. Finished up there. Got tired of all the hustle and bustle, moved out to the country and worked a few years for a few shops here and there. Didn't like the way they treated their customers, not just by word, but money-wise. And after that, went into Houston, worked a few more years at different places, same thing. It was just always gouging the customers, always, you know, treating them incorrectly, you know. Mm -hmm. And then finally met the right connections and sure enough, we're here now. Yeah. We're here to stay. I'm telling you that. <laughs> I hope so, man. Yes, I mean, sir. I know I've definitely brought my vehicle in to get some quotes from you. Still wow. have a lot more work I need to get done <laughs> on that thing for sure. So what was kind of like your first job? Were you always working on cars or what did you do before that? Oh, man, my 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 father, he had his own business, actually. He had a landscaping business, worked with him since I was about eight years old. Yeah. Picking up the grass, doing this, doing that, you know, whatever he said, do it. You didn't really Heck question yeah. it. You didn't question it. You just did it. So learned everything from him, man. Without him, I wouldn't wouldn't be where I'm at. Yeah. Were you doing that child labor thing no, working for no. him, or were you getting <laughs> were you getting paid from eight oh, years no, old? No, I was. I was. I was getting paid. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he was. He was teaching me that. Hey, if you work for it, you deserve to get paid for it. Absolutely. You know, no. and that's what he trained. We basically, I have siblings, and he trained us all. So that hey, if you work a day's wage, you get paid a day's wage. Yeah. You know. But that was in, and we're up to where we're at now. Yeah. I think it's important, man, to instill those things into your kids early. I mean, I do the same thing. You know, my son, whenever he cuts the neighbor's yard or takes care of the neighbor's cat or whatever little odds and ends he winds up doing, I help him to find some things he can do to make money, get paid and have it. Cause you know, kids, man, they're always wanting to buy some video yeah. game or spend some money on video yeah. games. And it's like, I'm not funding your habit. Yeah. You get Christmas gifts and birthday gifts and enough gifts to yeah. last you from us. You've got to pay for that on your own if you want yeah, it. That's the right way to do it. So your entrepreneurial spirit came from I'm assuming your dad then watching yeah. him own a company, watching him open a company, and and you were like, he's yeah. miserable. I want to be miserable too, <laughs> right? Owning yeah. a business is it's, not all fun and games. That is very true. Yeah. yeah, there's been some hard times. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, when we first started out, yeah, it was really hard. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't do it. I could not have done it without the team I have behind me. You know, and they sacrificed a lot as much as I did. 
And I'm honestly, I couldn't do it without them. Yeah. You know, it's important, man, to yeah. have a good team behind you. Yeah. I grew up the same way. My dad, he actually owned a flooring company. So similar thing, early mornings, late nights, long distances to drive to go take care of customers. Cause he'd have clients from, you know, Lake Jackson all the way up to Conroe, just anywhere and everywhere you can think of, man, we would yeah. travel to do that. And same thing as you, not as early. I wasn't eight. I was about 12. Okay. And started working for my dad, ripping up flooring. And I think I've told this story on the podcast before. Wasn't getting paid bad. You know, I was making a yeah. couple hundred bucks a weekend and kind of killing it, man. And just had to put half of that in the bank. That was his only requirement. And then the other half, I could blow however I wanted to blow. Yeah. Didn't matter what I wanted to spend it on, just save up. And then luckily, you know, he was like, hey, I'm going to match whatever you save to buy your first car. Oh, there you go. You know, so it was a real incentive to save as much as I could. Yeah. Unfortunately, he passed at a really early age, so I didn't get the opportunity to kind of take him up on that, Mm -hmm. but I had a nice little nest Nest. egg of a few hundred bucks that, you know, once I turned whatever age I needed to, to take it out of the bank, I had. So it's cool to hear somebody who kind of had that similar situation of, yeah, dad owned a business and put us to work. Yeah, that was it. Put us to work and it's let us all into greatness yeah so i can't complain so is that all (laughs) you did was just work for his company until him till i was about 10 or 12 and then he had a buddy of his that actually owned a automotive repair facility okay and i i seen where he literally started it was a hole in the wall it was the dirtiest filthiest place you could find Mm. but as soon as he had enough saved up he bought his location Right. And then from there, man, this thing was the cleanest place he would find. It was just a situation it was in. But, man, it turned out great. He's, yeah. He's making a lot of money. I mean, a lot. But, you know, one day I'm going to be there myself. And, you know, like he does it, he's told me, hey, give back. And that's exactly what we do. Right. You know, give, give back as much as we can, you know, and still stay afloat. <laughs> yeah. So dynamic where are y'all located exactly oh, in... We're in water texas okay yes sir water texas i mean i know i know the answers to these questions <laughs> but you know the listener may not yeah. have ever heard of you before so right. i ask these things just to kind of get that across to them we want to of course we want our listeners to come support you and, and huh. i can tell you man your customer service is amazing i've been through there like i huh. said i've gotten a quote before and we're gonna get some work done there so i can't speak to what you've done yet because <laughs> you know we're not at that point working on cars is expensive very yeah it's very not expensive and then when you drive a jeep it's just empty every pocket and that's the truth yeah so, empty this empty that and yeah. then next week when you go out playing in the mud again hey this broke all right let's fix it again <laughs> so <laughs> what year did you start dynamic when did you get into business 2020 oh march perfect time first is when we opened our doors march 1st 2020 just in time to get just in time to get hit everything. right in the face and said shut her down yeah yes sir well that's perfect so <laughs> nice smooth easy opening then you didn't have yeah. any problems <laughs> no at that point it was actually it was pretty smooth okay you know we didn't have a great big opening you know it was just open the doors and you know open doors gates and let's get to work yeah and luckily we had enough customers at that time right before the pandemic hit right so, yeah. but were y'all an essential business like, did you get to stay open during the pandemic yes. or did you? Okay. Yes, we did I mean, stay I figure to, you have to be, yeah. right? Yeah, we did manage to stay open. But the thing is that the cars weren't moving. Exactly. That was my cars next question. Cars were not moving. So yeah. that's becoming hard. So luckily I went out, put some footwork in and knocked on doors, talked to people, you know, shake hands, kiss babies, do what you got to do. And, yeah. And sure enough, man, it, it worked out. 
did you just have like a really good influx of customers right away or was no, it kind it was, of a, it was, it was a struggle? Really slow. It was a struggle. Yes. Yeah. It was the first three months and it was, it was hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. That was extremely hard, but like I said, we're, we're doing good. Now. Yeah. I mean, like you said, when you have a really good team behind yes. you. And they sacrifice a lot. I mean, a lot. And, you know, I do appreciate them every day for it. Yeah. And, you know, whatever they need, they get. That's something we've heard a lot on this show, especially when, you know, when we started, we were mm -hmm. really just starting to see some of the good lifts of, mm -hmm. you know, not bands, but like the shutdowns mm -hmm. and the isolation requirements and that kind of right. stuff. And, and a lot of people were still kind of just coming off of that COVID slump. Mm -hmm. And that's what so many people said, like Brittany Apple in one of our very first episodes, she has a restaurant and she was like, I couldn't do it if it weren't for the sacrifices my team made and the pivots that they came up with of taking orders on their phones from customers and then delivering those orders themselves just to make sure the customers got fed, right. you know, and that kind of stuff where you just kind of think of those changes on the fly that you can come yeah. up with that helps. And I think definitely getting out there and knocking on doors, seeing people and being in the community gives you more of a relational type of approach instead yeah. of just, yeah, we're some ABC auto shop that you can come by and we'll give you a free quote and then work on your stuff and pay us and go out the door and we're done. It's like, no, I'm, I'm a person Correct. that owns this company yeah. and it kind of humanizes that business. Correct. Yeah. That's important to me. Same, yeah. same way that I conduct myself <laughs> in business every day. Yes, sir. So I know you kind of touched on it. I heard that y'all do a community style event where it's a, like mm -hmm. a customer appreciation. Correct. So what do y'all do and, and when do you have that event? Oh, actually, this year we're having it December 10th between 9 and 1. No, wait. 10 and 1. I'm sorry. 10 and it's 1. between okay. 10 and 1. And yeah, we do the foods. We actually do raffles, giveaways. You know, whoever comes, I mean... You don't really have to spend any money with me. As long as you show up, we'll give you a raffle ticket. If your number gets called, great. You leave with something. If it doesn't, unfortunately, hey, you got free food, free drinks. You know, we do. We are having a petting zoo out there, bouncy house for the kids, a mechanical bull. You know, we go a little bit above and beyond this time of year because obviously, you know, we try to give back as much as we can. And what we're in November is Thanksgiving next week. Yeah. So what we do is we actually give out meals. We've already got them preset for the families, and we've been doing it since we opened. Like I said, we had a very limited budget, and now it's been growing. The budget's been growing, so we've been giving back a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it's, it's yeah, we still need a little bit more help on that part, but, hey, we're, we're going to make it happen some way, shape, and form. That's amazing. Yeah. Why is community so important to you? Because without the community, you're nothing. You're really nothing. People mm -hmm. don't realize that. I mean, you could come to me. I got people coming from... Greenspoint, A-Leaf, I got them coming from Clear Lake, Galveston. They don't have to come to me. They choose to. Yeah. You know, and it's, we all have our days. We all have our moments where somebody could have made us upset and then unfortunately it falls down to the next individual. And the thing is that I've made mistakes where, yeah, I let the feelings roll over into somebody else, but mm -hmm. at the same time I've learned from it. And I have made those changes to where the customers keep coming back. Right. And I want them to keep coming back. I am one of the most brutally honest people you're going to find. <laughs> I hate to tell you that. And that's what's getting me into a lot of trouble, you know, telling them, hey, no, this is what you need. This is what you don't need. You know, and I prove it. I actually prove it to people. I bring you out into my shop, lift up the vehicle and show you exactly the steps I went through to find this answer. I like to prove people wrong. 
Right. I prove myself wrong all the time. It's because of that. I yeah. Wanna, I want to better myself as an individual, as a business owner, but not just that as a technician. Because I'm still out there. I don't let the 98% of my vehicles that are there get touched by me. Literally 98. I don't have to. I want to. Yeah. Oh, when I was in the yeah. shop, I mean, I saw you. Yeah. That's when I first met you. Yeah. Was, yeah, I'm dealing with customer service and upfront Correct. and all that stuff. But then we walk into the shop. Correct. And there you are working on it. And I had no clue. Yeah. I had I, no clue until Andrew knows. told me later. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's the owner. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody oh. really knows. And I thought when you were just first, some dude yeah, wrenching on a truck. Away, like, yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to see. You know what I mean? Somebody that doesn't just sit behind a desk and order. Somebody that actually does the work out there and actually say, hey, yeah, no, I put my hands on that. Right. You know, that's what I do. I like to do that. It makes me feel better. At the end of the day, it makes me feel better knowing that, hey, I actually did something today to help somebody out. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's the same way for us in the in the fire department. You know, it's like okay. you can't you can't sit at a desk and point. Correct. That's not leadership. Leadership Correct. is, hey, this is where I'm going. Keep up. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. Like, follow yeah. me. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's the same thing. If you just sit in a desk all day, you're not going to have any respect of the people who work for you or with you. Correct. So. Yeah, they lose it. You know this. I mean, I'm learning as a business owner. That if you're not out there at least with them, they see you in a whole different light. Yeah. They assume things out of you. But I'm right next to you. So you really can't say nothing. You, yeah, you're you not sweating time. out here. I'm like, look, man, I'm sweating as much as you are. Yep. I'm cussing as much as you are. Yep. I am bleeding probably more than <laughs> you are. But it, it's just one of those situations that you if if they don't see it, they don't. The different respect levels comes in, in play. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I hire a mechanic is because of the amount of times that I swear when I'm working on a vehicle. Because <laughs> it's anger. I absolutely yeah. hate it. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy it to some degree. It's Correct. fun. Especially when you feel accomplished, when you were able to do something. But it's hard for me to swallow when I get into something and I don't know what's going on. Correct. You know? And, and so, it's like, I don't have any training as a mechanic. I shouldn't yeah. be upset that I don't know how to do mechanic Correct. stuff. but. Yeah, pride, yeah. ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have it, you know. As individuals, we all have it. Yep. Yeah. So you touched on something that I think is important, and, and I don't mean any offense by this, mm -hmm. but your industry is known, just like used car salesmen, yeah. to be some really, not that everyone is, but Correct. there are some really crooked individuals out there. Yeah. And there are people who take advantage of customers. You know, yes. my break check here in town, they do amazing for fast service stuff. Mm -hmm. I've, I've used them before for not the big fixes, but, you know, just quick stuff. Mm -hmm. I've got no complaints as far as they're concerned. But Brake Check is one big company that was known forever as, yeah, you're not going to walk in and just get what you need done. Yeah. You're also going to get all of these other things added to it. They're going to tell you you need it. And it's super important. And I don't mean to badmouth them because, yeah. like I said, I love my local one. But, yeah. man, it's. It's known for that. Yeah. It's known for taking advantage of customers, Correct. you know? And so one big thing you said was you like to show the customer. Correct. Yeah. What is the best way? Maybe somebody isn't loyal to you or maybe mm -hmm. they do live too far away and they just can't make that drive to Waller. Mm -hmm. What's your best advice for someone who needs to get some work done and they don't want to be taken advantage of? Like ask what questions. questions should they ask? Ask questions. The most random questions. How did you get to that conclusion? Mm -hmm. You know, they just keep, running around in circles, well, then that's a red flag. Yes, their technicians are working. Yes, they're working hard. Some of them have been doing this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. You know, and they're still out there working. And they're tired. They're exhausted. They don't like dealing with customers. Trust me, I have those days too. Yeah. But 
that's when as a service advisor, manager, or even owner, you understand your technicians. So you talk to you as me when I do it, I go talk to my technician before I even step foot inside. Hey, what's going on? Show me. Okay, look here. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, perfect. Awesome. Hey, Mr. Customer, come on down. Let me go show you real quick. Yeah. And that's how I do it. It mm-hmm. may not work for everybody. Yeah. I, there may be locations where they have 100 cars running in a week. My location is getting there. We're doing really well. But at the same time, it's one of those situations where I take literally those four to 10 minutes, walk a customer out there, show them, and I guarantee you, eight out of 10 say, okay, do it. They've brought me work from other shops. Yeah. You know, telling me, hey, we can't figure it out. They didn't figure it out. They just made me spend two, $3,000 worth of worse stuff. And they still can't figure it out. I tell them, hey, I'm pretty booked up, but I'll try to squeeze you in the next day or two. And sure mm-hmm. enough, a couple hours later, is, hey, this is what it is. Come on down. Let me, sh- let me show you. Right. And I show them, sure enough, pop, 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 let's go. So when you're that big and you're running that many cars through, do you think that's something that you'll require your technicians to do? Like, hey, I want you to take the customer and walk them out yeah, and show them they, they physically. Do it now. Yeah. Right now we have... You know, with me, it's three technicians looking for another two at least, and my GS, and we are literally walking the customers out there and showing them. If their car is still on the rack, if they need to get it brought back in the rack, we'll bring it back in, re-rack it, and bring the customer right back out because that's a big selling point. So is that a hiring notice? You need more technicians right now? Is that what you said? I actually am. I am am looking to hire. We are in, in need. Okay. You know, we are in need. We we are looking for qualified individuals. Yes. You yeah. Know, qualified. No shade trees. I'm sorry. No shade yeah. trees. No, I you get know, it. You got to know how to literally, I'll hand you a scanner and go for it. So it's just kind of like an on the job interview. Pretty much. Like, yeah. Hey, here's this car. Yeah. Tell me what's wrong Tell with it. Tell me what's wrong with it. And it's something simple. Usually I'll bring in my truck. I'll tell them, hey, this is what the customer says, check engine. I'll sabotage my own truck. <laughs> I will sabotage my sure. own truck yeah. and let's see what they do. Yeah. That's how, you know, I've, I've I've been hired and fired before. Yeah, I have. But it is because I'm brutally honest. Yep. And there's been people that when they hire you, they give you a little pamphlet or a booklet and say, here, figure this out. I'm like, man, dude, okay. You run yeah. through it quick, you know, okay. That's how oh, you did good. Okay. All right, we'll call you. And sure enough, we get the job. And it's one of those situations that I really, with that booklet, you can only do so much. Yeah. You no, know, you can I'm only with do you. so much. Hands on, man. Hands like, on. Let's it's go. different to me just not being that familiar with the the whole mechanic side of things, but having been an engineer operator at a fire department, we have to do some basic level maintenance on yeah. these huge diesel engines and all these components. And I mean, that's just the way I see it is I kind of look at it from that perspective of like, yeah, I can sit here and tell you, oh, well, when the check trans lights on, then obviously that means there's a problem with your transmission. But it's like, go out there and tell me what's wrong with the transmission. Cool. How are you going to diagnose that? And I don't think you can clearly know if someone grasps it without them putting hands on a vehicle. Yeah, Where's the true. OBD reader? Like, yeah. find that. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Dig it yes, right? Sir. See? All right, I'm not terrible. You're <laughs> uh, just auditioning for another job in case BP hey. fails me, you know? Uh, and, and it's like, find that. Plug yeah. in. Tell 
me what this code means. How are you going to look up what that code means and, right. and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. But I assume you all have some basic level certifications. Is it ASI? That ASEs, yes. AS, ASE? ASEs, yes. Okay. See, these are things I have to ask. I yes. don't know. <laughs> Genuinely curious. So yeah. I'm sure everyone you're hiring, you want to have at least those base level Correct. certifications. I mean, they don't, like I said, they don't have to be 100% perfect at everything. Right. Nobody is out there. And if they do tell you that they are, they are probably lying. <laughs> and you will find out within an hour. If you know what you're doing as a technician, if you send your best guy out there, the one that's actually turning and burning every day and is actually producing hours, and you tell him, watch him for an hour, and you give him a job, and he doesn't figure it out within a certain amount of time, he ain't built for you. He yeah. has to go. Because all he's going to do is cost you money and time. And right now, that is something we don't have. Right. Money nor enough time. Yeah. I mean, I assume like everyone else, you're kind of feeling the hurt of the the labor shortage. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Just needing people and... Yeah. It hurts pretty bad. Is your industry... So in in the fire industry, I think we're going through something where there's just a lack of people who have completed the training and qualify just because with COVID shutting down, the schools weren't as active. Um, The people that were in school kind of started getting rushed through so that they could a not have to refund money and waste these people's time, Mm -hmm. but also because it was like, we need emergency workers now, Mm -hmm. you know? And so firefighters also have to get their EMT in Texas. So it's like, let's push them through so they can become a healthcare worker. You Mm -hmm. know, is it something like that where some people just weren't able to get certified or do you think it's just, there's so many mechanic shops and qualified individuals are just at a shortage for whatever reason. It's not the qualifications. ASCs, I know many people. I mean, a lot of really good technicians that have zero ASCs. But man, you give them a car and you give them paperwork, they will diagnose it like that. <laughs> Say, hey, but this is what it is. And sure enough, you go out there, yep, that's it. Okay. Right. You know, but they have zero qualifications. It's the way they do it and the way they present it. That's all it becomes. It becomes one of those situations where it's not that we have a shortage. It's the want to do it. Gotcha. Because, I mean, for some reason, these manufacturers think, you know, we work in AC. All these shops out here work in AC (laughs) and, you know, have the newest and best everything, have the perfect everything for every single make and model. Yeah. You know, but they don't realize that, hey, there's rust, there's broken bolts, there's this, there's that. Stuff happens. That they don't realize that, hey, this is supposed to take two hours to fix, and it ends up taking you three, four, five hours just because you kind of look at it and be like, hey, you know what? No, this takes a little bit longer, and this is why, you know? And we get put in a situation where we don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Come back and tell a customer, hey, I need a little bit more money, you know? At that point, me, I just say, hey, you know what? I'll pay my guy. Get it done. Yeah. I don't care. Get it done. I'll take a loss right now, but, you know, as long as they're happy and good, let's go. So how does that work on that end? You know, I've been privy to it a little bit just because mm-hmm. I'm one that's usually had to drive around in a beater for most of my life <laughs> until I finally made enough money to afford some decent vehicles. I mean, truly like some old, like <laughs> I don't even know the make or model of vehicles I've had, but I've had like old 92 hatchbacks with, you know, the paint that's like faded off in some parts. And it's like the car supposed to be purple and has red spots and just looks bad. It runs like crap. The AC worked, but the heater didn't, you know, uh, it's just weird stuff. That's Uh, all you need. You need need AZ until you're driving from Waller to downtown Houston (laughs) for a job and it's 32 degrees. Oh, that's even better. Put in a heated blanket, plug it in. I'm 
on, let's go. Just wrap it up and let's go. Yes, sir. So how does that pricing work as far as like, I mean, if I come in and I've got a 2017 Jeep Wrangler mm-hmm. and there's a problem with my starter, is that going to be the same exact price as my 2017 Ford Expedition? No. Right. Each so manufa- how do we get to that? Each manufacturer, well... We all have labor guides. We go through it. All depends sure. on the shop and what labor guide they choose to use. Me, I use the basic generic one. You know, the manufacturers want to tell us, like I said, they're in AC all day, nice brand new car. Let's take the starter off. Let's see how long. Obviously, they clock it, take some, for example, five hours. You know what I mean? Out here in the real world, it may take me seven, eight hours. Mm-hmm. It may take me two, three hours. But at the same time, you got to realize that if I quote you, for example, quote you five hours and it takes my guy an hour and a half, two hours to get it done. I can't penalize my guy for doing the job efficiently and as fast as he does because he's good at what he does. Right. The point is the national standard. The national standards is this much. Yes. Right. That's what it is. So that's what we're basing on. So that's kind of the give and take there. Correct. Is it's like sometimes your guy had the perfect conditions. Correct. And was able to do it faster. Yes. And then sometimes sometimes, you've got the worst conditions. Yep. And that's when you lose. Yeah. You know, but the way you succeed is by losing a little here and there. It brings you back to reality. Sure. So to me, it's, it's, it's give and take. Yeah. One, day, one day you're eating steak, the next day you're eating ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You can fancy yep. up some ramen noodles, man. Uh, yeah. I've been there, that's yes, for sure. You can. <laughs> yeah. So I know that there's been a lot of change in the automotive industry. Yes. And since you got into the automotive industry, now okay. when you opened your company in 2020, which I'm sure there's been change since then oh, too, yeah. but what kind of changes are you seeing as far as... I'm sure it's harder to work on some things if you're not so familiar with computers right now. Like, just kind of go into that. Yeah, well, it's just like you said, everything's becoming computers. Yeah. You know, right now with the sh- chip shortages, mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous. And where once before you diagnose, hey, it's a computer, it takes a day, maybe two to get it to you, program and go. Now you're talking about a month and a half, two months. We have, I mean, one that's been four months waiting on a computer that nobody could get their hands on. We're waiting on it. There's nothing I could do. Yeah. You know, there's I could take it apart, see what's going on, but then I may cause more issues down the line. And bad parts. Right. That as well. You know? So what kind of problems are you looking at generally with something like that, where it is a computer? Is this something where the customer could still drive for that month and a half? Or are they yeah, without some a of them, yes. You can drive okay. it. It all depends on what they came in for. Hey, yeah. my turn signal isn't working. Okay, check it out. Hey, it's this. I can't get it for a month. Are you okay with that? If you get pulled over, tell the cop, hey, I'm working on it. This is the estimate. <laughs> this is where I got it from. Yeah. And they may be, yeah, that's fine. Just give you a warning and move forward. Mm-hmm. Or you may get a ticket and then you go to the judge and if need be, we'll write you a letter saying, hey, look, we're waiting on a part. Yeah, because you're talking about like the inspection you need Correct. for your registration. and Yeah, not just that. But like I said, if, if let's say, for example, turn signal once again mm, is out yeah. and you get pulled over for it, depending on the... Once again, the car. So that can tie back to a computer, the yeah, turn signal? Yeah, nowadays, yeah. God. Your windows, your mirrors. Because I'm used to like relay switches. Yeah, no, right? days are gone. But you're, God, are you serious? Yeah, everything's computer now. Ugh. The relays are actually built into the computers that are non-serviceable. That's amazing. So it's everything's computer. So we can make it harder and more expensive oh, yeah. for you to fix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes so sense. So it may take me a lot more time to figure it out, but God. it will get figured out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I had an issue. I think I had like an O3 Taurus. And something happened with the relay or the switch between my brakes and 
my brake lights. So it was like all the time, unless I was hitting my brakes, mm-hmm. it like got turned around or something to where my brakes were on. Yeah. It was causing some major issues, man. And it took me a while to get that fixed because my wife and I were making minimum wage at the yeah. time and had a kid mm-hmm. and, you know, a duplex living on our own. And it was rough. There were some times <laughs> that I just would go into a shop and be like, hey, bro, I need some help. You know, mm-hmm. and luckily we had a really good relationship with a guy that would do a lot of work for us. Yeah. And it's like, just pay for my parts and then and you can pay cool. me as you can when you yeah. can on the labor. You know, yeah. speaking of, do y'all offer any type of pay as you go plan or leasing options or anything? Or is it always just cash up front type stuff? Well, it all depends. Honestly, if you come in there and I know you, you're a regular, you do your thing. We do have financing through different companies we use. Okay. But we also, depending on, like I said, if you're a regular customer and I know you and I feel like I could trust you, I will help you out as best as I can. Sure. But you got to realize that that money is literally coming out of my pocket. Absolutely. Not the company's, but mine. Right. You know, and I've been stiffed before hard Mm. and that's a learning curve. You know what I mean? That's why I'm, I used to do it a lot more, and I was getting paid a lot more. I don't charge you interest. Just look, just pay the bill, and I'm happy. Yeah. Your car's on the road. That's good, because that means you go to work, you go to see your family, you come back home, and your car's still in movement, which means, I hate to say it, if a car's moving, something's going to happen to it. Bad tires, yep. brakes, windshield wipers, turn signals, anything could go wrong. We don't want it to, but that's part of life. Yeah. You know, 2023s are having issues. Brand new, straight out the lot, are having issues. 2022s are having issues. But it's one of those situations that it don't matter if it's brand new. They will, something's going to go wrong. Sure. Especially now with the computer issue. That's like a Murphy's you know? Law, right? Yep. If it can go wrong, it, it can, will. It will, yeah. yeah. And if you've been blessed enough where it doesn't happen, that's great. Yeah. Keep it going. Do whatever you're doing. Just keep up with it. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you settle the age-old argument of which make is better than the other? Which one's the best? Honestly, they're all about the same. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, they all have their goods. They all have their bads. They all have their issues. That's kind of the gist that I get as yeah. well. It's like they all have problems, yeah. you know, and sometimes you may get like my buddy and I, we both bought the same truck, same time. Yeah. We had a, we both had a 2014 F-150. It was the XLT Texas edition, like same truck. And all I had was towards the end of owning it with like 60, 70, 80,000 miles, somewhere around there. Cause I wound up letting it go in Mm -hmm. like 2017, I think it was 2017 or 18, just to get rid of the payment. Yeah. And that thing just had a couple issues with the radiator hose leaking. Mm -hmm. His turned into huge issues with radiator fluid getting back into like the engine. Yeah, the actual yeah. engine. And it was it was bad. And he said I guess he looked it up and it was like a known issue with Ford or whatever. But I was like, dude, he's like, I'll never own another Ford in my life. He went and bought a Dodge and I was like, bro, Dodge has their list of problems they've yeah. had before too. Yeah. You know, and when you look at it, I'm like, it's all anecdotal, but my F one fifty was fine. So how can you hold that against somebody? No, you really can't. I mean, it's one of those situations, like you said, they all have their issues. Yeah. You know, they all have the goods and they all have their best, just like anything else. My buddy and I argue about who's uh, Jeep. <laughs> if Is it my Jeep that's better or his Toyota that's better? You know, so. Oh, man. I'll just, I'll pay you under the table to say Jeep's way better than Toyota. And then we'll just settle that argument between him and I. But no, I figured that's how you were going to answer that was, you know, it is what it is. It's just kind of like what, 
what do you like the best? What looks the best and feels the most comfortable yeah, to you type thing? Yeah, whatever you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, whatever, what do you like? What do you feel comfortable in? Like I said, they're all going to have their issues. Sure. You know, there's some people that like old classics. Right. Love their classics. They have, they're in there a lot, but they love their classics. There's some people that have brand new vehicles every year. And guess what? They're in the shops too. Yep. Getting some fixed. Some of them are probably still just bought it and probably still in the back of the dealership right now waiting on parts. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is supply chain, man. It's been killing everybody. Yes. So I'm not yeah. surprised. So what are your office hours like? When can I come in and, and see y'all in the shop? And Oh, man. You know. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and then Saturday is 8 to 12. How much do y'all charge for a diagnostic fee? Like if I just come in, check engine lights on, or I'm sure you love it when people pull in like, yeah, the engine's just doing that thing where it's like, making this noise, you know, what's wrong with it? Well, there's, it all depends on, like I said, the actual complaint. Okay. You know, and now a check engine light, yes, there is a fee. It's $89.99. Okay. But for small things, hey, there's engines make a little bit of noise. As long as I don't have to tear into it, sure. I, I don't I don't have to charge you. Yeah. I'll go in there and take a listen. Hey man, this is what it sounds like. This is what the property is. And that's pretty much it, to be honest. Brake noise, free brake inspections. You come on in, just let me do what I do and I'll let you know what's going on. Yeah. Gotcha. Brakes are squeaking on a couple of my rides. So oh man, bring it I need in. oil changes too, so oh, I might man. have to come see you yeah. soon. Um, <laughs> so is it best to call ahead and schedule an appointment for those kind of things, or do you prefer like a drive-in, walk-in type deal? Well, it actually benefits both parties if they do both. Only reason why is because, yeah, there's some days that, yeah, we are kind of slow. This morning we were somewhat slow. But man, as soon as I left, it, it picked up quick. Of course. It always picks yeah. up. Boss yeah. is out of the office to go uh, do a yep. podcast and, you know, play a celebrity for the day. Yeah, now it's busy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, now it's busy. Yeah, they're they're blowing me up, telling me, hey, we need this, we need that, we need this, we need that. Yeah, it's normal. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are y'all on social media or anything? Y'all have a website, that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, we do have a website. Okay. We do have a website. It's dynamicmotors.com. Okay. okay. DynamicMotorsAutoRepair.com. Sorry. Okay. The whole company name. <laughs> the whole company name. Dynamic yes. Motors Auto, Auto Repair. Repair. And that's Motors with an S. Yes. Got with it. S. Perfect. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, do y'all offer anything through there, like scheduling appointments or, you know, what's that, the benefit of that site? Well, like you said, scheduling appointments. Okay. And, you know, if you ever need to get a hold of us, that's the best place. We also do have a 24-hour road service. We do have a Facebook I don't use it much because I'm, like I said, I'm usually underneath the hood of a vehicle. Working too much, yeah. Oh, yeah, working too much, yeah. But we, we're on there. Usually my front end manager is the one handling all that. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, perfect. Man, I just, you know, the whole point of this show is to kind of get all this information out there for the public so they can stop by and hopefully do some business with you oh, and awesome. and get some things taken care of. So I hope you feel like we kind of hit the majority oh, yeah. of the information we needed to and got your story out there i can't thank you enough for being a part of the show i oh, know thank for you sure. for having me yeah yes, this sir. has been an amazing conversation i feel like yeah. i learned today <laughs> and then i feel like i surprised myself knowing some of the terminology and then oh, just you. made myself look like i'm not yeah. an ase certified mechanic <laughs> with the rest of it so yes sir yeah man i'll tell you what let's leave with this is there just one thing when it comes to the automotive industry that you could get across to your ideal client what would that be? I know it puts you on the spot. It's kind of well, a big just, question. Just keep up with the maintenance. If you do not trust the individual, you don't trust the location, get a second opinion. Get right. a third if you have to. 
You know, I tell my customers all the time, hey, you don't feel comfortable with me? Please go get a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. And you'll be back. And yeah. 10 out of 10, they're back. Gotcha. Me, yeah, just go ahead and do it. It's because of that. If you don't feel comfortable enough with the individual, go get an opinion. Go Got get it. a second, third, fourth. And sometimes you'll find a whole lot of different answers. But that's when you step in, you question. Okay, so how did you get to this? What made you come to that conclusion? Right. Yeah. So it's safe to say then with the maintenance issues, keep up with the small stuff. Keep up with the small stuff. Otherwise, it'll become something big. Yeah. Then you'll see me or somebody else and that may be a lot more than what you want. (sighs) Yeah. That's (laughs) definitely a lesson I've learned in my life is it's like, well, I don't really have the money right now for that $200 repair. And then it's like, cool, you wait on it and you let that check engine light just sit there and, you know, act like the North Star. And then all of a sudden... Now you're looking at a $2,000 issue or God yeah. forbid you need a whole new motor. Yeah. And it's done. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's it. So yep. awesome. Well, Dynamic Motors Auto Repair. David, thanks awesome. for being in the studio. Listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. It's guys like this and gals like the gals we've had in here that are telling their story that need our support because even when they are successful, sometimes they still need new customers to continue to be successful. Correct. So check them out on Facebook. Check out their website. Pay attention to that community event stuff that we have coming up. Yeah. And get out there and support them in that that way and get you some free food and some free entertainment for the kiddos but that's it for us man just another episode of small business origins can't thank you enough for tuning in and as always stay beefy my friends thanks for listening to another episode of small business origins i love an origin story if you like what you just heard leave us a review subscribe and share with a friend you guys check this out they're gonna love it you're gonna love it 